We're having a great time. We're smiling. We're laughing. Yeah. It's 2019, guys. How you doing? Coming up next on Rugby Wrap-Up, Major League Rugby Talk with Rugby United New York stars John Quill and Derek Lipscomb. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by Irish Rugby Tours, The Balanced Palette, Nutrition for Peak Performance, Afia Sports Training Group, and The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy and Steve Lewis at the Fantasy Sports Network, Studio 34, and it's 2019, and we are still talking rugby. To my left, Mr. John Quill. To my right, Mr. Steve Lewis, and Mr. Derek Lipscomb. Happy New Year, everybody. Gentlemen, before we get started, I want to give a brief bio for you two. Uh, everybody knows the Champagne Socialist that is Steve Lewis uh, by rote at this point, so let's get right to you first, my friend. First question for you, though. Do you know what 435 means? 435, no. Okay. Anybody want to take a... Eagle number 435? Exactly. Oh. Steve's done his homework. John, you are... Uh, <laughs> come on, you're off to a bad start. Anyway, you're an Irish man. You're from Yall. Yep. Right? Yep. Spelled Y-O-U-G-H-A-L. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Right. But where are Yall from? Right? Kind of... Yeah. You got that southern yeah, thing Yeah, that's close on. enough, yeah. Your mom was American? Yeah. Uh, born and raised in Staten Island, New York. Uh, you could hear it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the twang, yeah. I've been getting a bit of that all right from the Irish boys since moving here already. But uh, yeah, Staten Island, New York is uh, where she was born and raised and met my dad uh, in New York 35 to 40 years ago now. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then they, he talked her into moving over to Ireland. Yeah. Sweet, sweet talking Irishman uh, dragged her home. Yeah. All right. You made your Eagles debut, if I'm not mistaken, 2012 against Russia? Correct. Yeah. November 2012. Yep. So you've been an Eagle for quite a bit of time. For a minute, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Traipsing around, yep. yeah. And then you were with the Sacramento Express in the first iteration of professional rugby here in the United States, mm-hmm. Pro Rugby USA. Yep. Then you went to Glendale, Glendale Raptors. Yep, last we couple l- years. You lost in the final last year. Sure did, yeah. Lost us a lot of money here in this booth. <laughs> uh, but you're still on the Eagle radar. Yeah. And we'll get back to your most uh, memorable match. And I'm going to give you three choices, but you, you think okay. about that in the meantime. Mr. Smarty Pants over there. Uh, Steve, you know him very well from 7s and 15s at Old Blue, uh, one of the rugby clubs here in the United States. I don't, I don't know if I know, I've heard about them. But, the oldest um, and the bluest. You're a Columbia guy, yeah. Columbia football. Yeah. You were the captain of the Columbia football team. No, uh, rugby. Oh, a Columbia rugby team where you organized... 40 lawyers and doctors <laughs> under a, a common goal. Oh, uh, you know. Common we, quest. We brought them together. Yeah. A few mathematicians, engineers in there as well. How many people just disagree with you all the time when you try to bring up something? I mean, you got to play the 30-30 rule. Yeah. 30-30-30. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, at least 30 are going to be on board. 30 might be in the midway, and then uh, you, can, you can count on 30 uh, just not getting, getting with the program. Steve, you'd, be, you'd do a better service doing his bio. Why don't you tell me a little bit about Derek? <laughs> Derek, um, sure. So obviously we know each other pretty well. I've coached him at Old Blue and at um, Northeast Academy, actually a little bit at Columbia. Um, and actually having said that, I just want to say this, this guy here is probably one of the most, uh, in my opinion, most underrated sevens players in the country over the last six years. And there's a lot, a lot of players not as good as you who got caps. So just personally, 
You know, I, I, you know I rate you. <laughs> I appreciate it. The second it. thing about Derek is, he's like he's the only player, when I know I'm coaching and we're going for a night afterwards, that he's going to be better dressed than me. <laughs> so once again, he's pulled it off. <laughs> yeah, so, yes, he's, he's looking so good right this now. Is straight out of Harlem. What, exactly, exactly. <laughs> once again, regards to you and your tailor, can I get his number, finally? <laughs> um, but no, so Derek's been a mainstay of uh, club rugby and rep rugby in this part of the world, and both 15s and 7s. Um, so obviously he's a fixture in the New York uh, club scene. Um, so it's great to see him getting an opportunity in the professional ranks. And so obviously we'll, we'll be able to talk to that. But that's, that's who he is. He's a Bengals fan. I don't know whether that's yeah, good Cincinnati, or bad. Cincinnati, right? You're from Cincinnati? Yep, from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati and y'all, they're basically the same thing. <laughs> I mean, we're, north, we're northern Kentucky at this point. That's what we can see. Yeah, so. Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I said, just going to throw this out there. One more thing about Derek Lipscomb. <laughs> I could go on for days. Oh, we'll have many. <laughs> My mother's favorite player. Right yes. there. Yes. Praise oh, indeed. It's a big one. Well, she, has she met John Quill yet? <laughs> no, not yet. So, not yet. Okay. No, Moms right. usually don't like watching me play. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, Cincinnati and you all, same thing. But you guys are now, this is the melting pot of rugby, and we're, we are in the city that epitomizes the melting pot with the Statue of Liberty, Ellis Island. You guys are here for Rugby United New York, right? Professional rugby, first season. You guys, you guys uh, play some rugby? Rooney oh, coming in, and uh, uh, we got, I heard you guys chanting concrete. I heard you uh, before yeah. you were there. Uh-huh. It was Roosters. Concrete on three, one, two, three, concrete. What's going on with that? So this past Friday we met as a as a full unit, and we really just wanted to get an ethos out there, and then just also start naming some characteristics of some of the guys that were coming onto the team. And so in those moments, we we really just thought about continuity, but at the same time big characteristic that we wanted those guys to have next to us was trust. Um, but then also when we're thinking about the team as a full, as a whole, um, our ethos was concrete. Um, Michael St. Clair came up with that in his own philosophical way, uh, thinking about how we play on concrete, but at the same time, um, you know, being able to solidify some of those skills that we've learned on the field um, and then coming back to it if there's been a mistake on the field. Uh, just yelling out concrete will get everybody back on the same page. So um, cheers to him because all of us were racking our brains. But, you know, Michael St. Clair in so many different ways just kind of broke the mold there. Even you look like you want to say something. Yeah, well, Mike's, Mike St. Clair, the philosopher king from a different planet. But uh, it's an allusion really to Randall's Island. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, because it it's not exactly the... Softest it's not as softest turf to train on, let's put it that way. But it makes us harder, right? makes us harder. And you're a hard man, my friend. You have, you've been around rugby, and, uh, and you know, I've said this to you a couple of times on camera. You're smiling a lot more now. I think it's because probably you, can maybe, you can't really exhale ever, right, in this business. But no, definitely not. It's here, though, definitely. professional rugby. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's taken you a long way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's I mean to get here. Yeah, yeah but in just in general, it brings, brought me all over this country, brought me all over the world. Um, I'm just enjoying it, just kind of using it for what I needed to do. And, and uh, in the past, I would have probably uh, let the sport use me a little bit in, in different ways. But uh, just enjoying it and a bunch of boys around us, as, we, as he spoke about there, as Derek spoke about. Um, there's an ethos already where we haven't taken the field for our first game um, in MLR yet. But there's an ethos there. There's a, a want to, to bring something different to the table this year um, and kind of solidify what we're about and, and that's concrete that's about being hard that's about people not wanting to come to this city and play against us all right so you know speaking of concrete i can, I can segue with a stretch here 
Institute of Technology, Cork Institute of Technology. Yeah. Stretch. <laughs> what did you study? Uh, sports science. Really? Yeah. All right. Just about. <laughs> Is that what got you through with the groin injury through uh, the Ireland match in, in, at, at Aviva? Uh, I think there was something else that <laughs> kind of got me through that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was the obvious choice coming out of school that I was going to do something within sports. But uh, going forward now, it's, it's definitely going to be something different off the field. Uh, I'm not looking to do that uh, in my future anymore now. No, at all. No, baking. Yeah, it is the baking thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you have the, the baking in your blood, from what I understand, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, my dad's fourth generation, so open to make it fifth um, generation. Um, and, yeah. And You're going back to the rock, Staten Island? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> is is that flour in your blood? Is that, is what, is that what they say? <laughs> well, it makes hard. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> all right, so Derek. You're, you're, you've got a bit of a different background. A little bit. Ivy League. Uh, you started playing at Columbia? At Columbia. Rugby at Columbia. And yeah. What was it? Sevens first? Uh, fifteens first. Fifteens first? Yeah, with Sean Horan, oh. Aiden James, BJ Weber. Are you the reason he fled to Australia? <laughs> uh, I am. <laughs> I was going to say, if it wasn't ju- it's not just me. It's most likely uh, right. the, the pair of us right. uh, over the years that wore on him. And you teach kids? And you teach them, teach them how to read. How to read, yep. which is a lost art. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. I mean, with the screens in their faces these days, you know, being able to pick up a hardcover book uh, and being able to sit down and actually get through the pages can be a bit of a skill for these What are their kids. ages? Um, I've got them from six. Uh, sometimes I can go all the way up to ten. All right. Steve, questions? Sure. Actually, going back to the rugby, mm-hmm. um, away from your illustrious academic career, um, so you're slightly different in that John's here and full-time professional, okay, mm-hmm. so he's playing and he, as he did in Sacramento and Glendale. So you're based in New York, you have a job, which we've just discussed, so you're going to be part of this team, this squad is essentially a, a part-time player. That's correct. Um, so how do you see that, um, how, how has that worked out for you in terms of making practices, do you feel you can contribute, Are you, can you ma- maintain the fitness levels, et cetera, et cetera? Right, um, I mean, the first thing's like, uh, just a big deal of discipline, um, you know, with the full work day, you know, I'm getting there at work at about like 745. Uh, usually my last eating, my last meeting ends um, somewhere around 530 to six. Uh, so straight from there, I'm usually going to practice. And then on days like Wednesday, where we don't have practice, I typically will go work out instead. So, you know, throughout the week, at least four of those days, I'm either at practice or I'm in the weight room, but do have to figure out a balance there given that, you know, my fiance, for example, is a doctor. And so, you know, we got to be able to figure out, you know, who's cooking dinner, but then also, um, you know, am I going to be able to do all the things I need to at home even and uh, just figuring out that balance. And so when we have away games, for example, being able to, to take that time, make sure that my lesson plans are all good to go and uh, also understand that, you know, when I get into that school, I got to be focused on school. And when I'm on that field, I got to be focused on the field. And so uh, it does take a great deal of discipline. The social life will come through rugby. Um, but, you know, a lot of my friends are on that field anyway. So, you know, it's a great way to, to be able to mix all those things together. When are you sleeping? <laughs> when I get home from practice, I, it, since I live in Brooklyn, just south of Prospect Park, uh, I usually get in at about 1030, um, maybe about 11. And so I go to sleep. Go straight to sleep. I usually eat something on the train, uh, and then I get back up at around six. I'm back to work. So, 
On that point, back to you, John. Um, obviously, you're involved at Glendale for a while, and Glendale had a similar situation where you have a, a core of players who are full-time, yep. and then you have some guys who live locally, very good players, um, who just can't commit the time. How did that, um, obviously, Glendale was a good team. How did that integration work? I mean, is it s- scheduling? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? How does it work well? Well, it, it's a lot different here, obviously. Um, in Glendale, the commute isn't what it is here by any means. So that integration was made a little bit easier there. But, um, uh, it, I mean, it's a crucial part of it. These, these guys that are full-time uh, professionals off the field and then come in and, and contribute to our team and, and teams across the league, that, that's what's kind of making this league run right now. Um, and it, without these guys making sacrifices like they do um, day in, day out, whether it's on like getting extra sessions in when no one else is watching, uh, whether it's preparing so that they do are coming home to a dinner or whatever it is. Um, these guys, it, with, with their sacrifices uh, um, and turning up to these sessions in the right frame of mind, ready to contribute, um, is, is really the difference in this league right now. We seem to have a, a group of guys that know, okay, well, I'm going to have to be on a subway for three hours today, but it doesn't really factor into it. Um, and I'm adapting to that pretty quickly. Um, well, I don't know what I said quickly. I've taken a lot of subways <laughs> in the wrong direction already. Um, but it, these are things that you can't really affect you in this league because you'll fall behind before you realize. So... Y'all is on the southern coast of Ireland, right? Yep. And so. you've been in Sacramento. Yep. You've been in Glendale. Yep. Now it's New York. Why the move from Glendale to New York? Um, well, I, I actually spent a, a little bit of time here before 2015 World Cup. Uh, I came out here to get a finger surgery and played a couple of games with Nyack um, and fell in love with the city. What, everything it was about, um, everything it had to offer. So when the opportunity came that I could come here and, and contribute to this team and, uh, and experience the city properly because it was only three or four months the last time I was here. Um, I kind of, yeah, it was, it was an easy decision in the end. Um, there's a lot of guys left Glendale that I would have been good friends with last year. There's five or six, six or seven guys um, that moved for rugby or retirement or whatever it was. Um, so, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot in terms of that keeping me there any longer so as I said using rugby for me um, at the minute and, and this, this was a, an easy decision in the end I'm looking forward to taking the field with these boys yeah alright uh, on, on that note we gotta take a quick break but we'll, right, we'll be right back with the Rooney Concrete Roosters and Steve Lewis right after this <laughs> been blind since I was four and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. That's good beer. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. In reference to the Major League Rugby battle between the Toronto Arrows and Rugby United New York in Buffalo, 
Rooney stars John Quill and Derek Lipscomb answer the age-old question, are you a tuba? You bet your sweet ass I'm a tuba. And we are back. Mr. John Quill, Mr. Steve Lewis, and Mr. Derek Lipscomb. I'm Matt McCarthy. John, we were talking about why you left Glendale or the transition from Glendale. It had nothing to do with you escaping the sun in, San Fran- in Sacramento and trying to not get completely singed like you were out there. Uh, yeah, I went through an awful lot of sunscreen that year, but... Uh... And being uh, bald that year actually didn't help either. But uh, no, that wasn't one of the one of the reasons. It is extremes now. Now you're on Randall's Island in the winter at night. Yeah, it seems to be one extreme to the next over here. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. All right, uh, Derek, what was the biggest transition from sevens to fifteens for you? And and going back and forth now, are you you adjusting body weight? Are you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, in the summer, you know, typically can't even keep weight on. Uh, so you know. For me there, it's a lot more, um, it's a lot of conditioning. So with that switch from sevens to fifteens, you know, you got to manage that space a little bit more. And so I'm I'm playing prop sevens, but, you know, usually I'm center wing uh, for fifteens. And so, you know, you just got, you you know, it's, it almost feels like the field's gotten smaller, even though it's the same size. It's just more guys on the field. But, um, you know, the biggest thing is just kind of managing that body weight, especially, you know, when you've got a job and you got to figure out times to get into that weight room and condition as well. Uh, you just got to be able to understand that, you know, what they need, whatever that is that they need from you to do, you got to be able to do it. Steven? Yeah, I've got a question for you. Uh-huh. So um, a teammate of yours, whom I know quite well, do you believe, how many games do you think that Luke Hume will complete this season? <laughs> is this going to be on camera? <laughs> no, 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 I'm no, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, you know, he's, he's, uh, I, I imagine that, you know, he should be able to make the full season. Um, you what, know, 20 full, minutes here, full, 15 yeah, there. I was going to say full 80 minutes each game, you know, that's going to be, that'll be a, that'll be a uh, PR for him as well. But, um, you know, I, I imagine that he can get through the season. You've got some really great, uh, We've got a really great staff to keep him Good healthy. medical staff? Yeah, yeah. So we've got a great medical staff so to keep the, him healthy. So. The human strings may, uh, <laughs> may survive. You know, he might average 35, you know, to, to, to 50 minutes a game. But, you know, that's, that's going to be some, some time where he's going to be really putting in the work there. Well, maybe, maybe your experience, uh, what did you have, three months as a mortuary assistant? Yeah. Yeah, well, right. I, did it for, I did it for a bit. For quite a bit, actually. All right, I got to. You got to tell us about that. <laughs> so before I started teaching children, um, the job I had before that, I the obvious job before that. You yeah. know, uh, making that transition, uh, I was at Mount Sinai's mortuary uh, mortuary uh, department. <laughs> So how does what, what did you lose a bet? <laughs> no. So while I was at uh, Columbia. Um, you know, my fiance also used to work there too. So she was there a year before I got there. And so she let me know that that was an opportunity for me as well. So, um, you know, I hopped in, they asked if, you know, I had some time over the summer. So what I would do is go over to Mount Sinai. I would uh, do my time there and then I would lift, go to practice. And I would do that every day. Essentially. Wow. I never um, knew this. Every, yeah. Everyone's got a secret. Wow. wow. <laughs> so I can do autopsies. I'm, I still remember. It takes all kinds. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, quite Quite soft with my hands, you know. Nobody complained. Nobody complained, you know. <laughs> you don't have anybody looking over your shoulder. Very good, Matthew. You know? Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you don't you. have to worry Thank about you know answering or making a wrong move right. or anything like that. They don't. They seem to. They don't mind. All right, so guys, Rooney, this is it, man. This is this is Rugby United New York, r- professional rugby in New York City. You're playing on Coney Island at the the home of my New York Metropolitans, and I noticed that you have the orange and blue. 
with New York Rugby Club and the Mets, I'm in heaven right now. So what are you looking forward to the most? What do you expect the most out of this season for you personally? Personally, um, probably just have to go back to enjoying it. Um, obviously, there's a World Cup at the end of this year that uh, I'm working towards. I'm trying to get myself on that flight. Um, but just kind of, as I said, enjoying it, um, getting, getting stuck in with this group. Um, first game really can't come soon enough. The long off season over here. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, just getting a bond and, and just getting some results, especially at home. In coming, like coming into New York, yeah. um, you, you want to win these games. Um, so you, do me. you still have relatives in the area? Yeah, a lot, yeah. Um, all my mom's side, I actually went up. They're all in Connecticut and oh, cool. New Jersey area. So went up last weekend and saw them all. It was a couple of them I hadn't seen in maybe 10 years. Wow. Yeah, it's funny. So, so we'll get them out to the matches. Absolutely, yeah. It'll be a big crowd for me anyway. Derek, what about uh, you? Um, you know, I was thinking about this, and, you know, with Rooney, it's in their first year. It kind of brings me back to, you know, with the Northeast Academy, um, what they were able to accomplish in their first year here, too. And, uh, you know, it brings me back to having that, that team with, you know, Duran Voda, uh, Jared Collinson, um, you know, Kyle Granby and all those guys. And, you know, we went out to Vegas. Nobody really knows you know, what this team's going to look like. And, you know, they got a lot of questions, and, you know, the only way to answer them is really just by getting it done on the field. And so uh, we walked away um, with the championship in that year, and that was the first time that, you know, we had really come together like that and uh, kind of still have that same feeling kind of looking at Rooney as well. Uh, it's still a, a huge group of guys that are still coming together. First time they're really going to be able to play together, and there's a lot of questions. Um, surrounding the team but you know the only real way you're going to be able to answer them is just by getting it done on the field and so um, you know we've we've gotten we've gotten some continuity and some chemistry there already but you know it's really just going to start to manifest itself over the season and so um, you know that it, it's plenty of things to look forward to this year but the best thing is just that you know it's taking place right here in New York City uh, surrounded by guys that have you know really put in work uh, over these past couple of months and now we get to see that come to fruition. Steve. As a former director of rugby for the first uh, pro rugby iteration, they're pretty good on paper, it seems, as, as far as the league is concerned. Yeah, I, mean, I think New York uh, done a, they've done a good job recruiting. Obviously, there was a good base here anyway, right, with Old Blue and uh, New York Athletic Club. So they, they had that. And the New York Rugby Club. I, I don't actually know if they're contributing <laughs> any players, um, but obviously, you know, it's their, what is it, their 90th? their 90th this year? Just continue. So there's something going on. But um, no, no. So for New York, I mean, th this professional rugby has to be in New York, right? It's the biggest media market in the country. There has to be a team here. There has to be a successful team here. Um, so it, it really isn't coming on you guys to go out and, uh, and perform. You know, so I, I'm, I'm quite confident. Um, I said it to Mr. Kennedy the other evening over a couple of um, refreshments. And I mean, I, I think you're sort of, uh, you've got to aim for top four this year is the minimum, you know? And I think you've got the talent to do it. That's fair. John, before we let you go, guys go, because I know you're busy and you've got to get back to your stuff. Most memorable moment for you? Was it World Cup England 2015? Was it beating Scotland in Houston to Steve's chagrin? Or was it playing in Ireland at Aviva Stadium in front of that crowd? Uh, favorite one. That's a tough one. Some good ones in there. No, the second one, clearly. <laughs> yeah, the Scottish game was pretty special. Uh, <laughs> He's a Scotsman. Yeah, no, genuinely though, it was a special day. Um, 
I hope there'll be more of those. Um, the Irish game, not the result we, we would have wanted going into that game. Uh, as big as the challenge was, uh, the result really wasn't where, where we're at right now as a team. Um, but the experience was, was pretty special, um, considering we were in... It Rome. is a game show. You have to pick one. Uh, it's. I think I'd have to say the Irish one in the Viva, regardless of the result. It was still, yeah, still a great I mean, place, yeah. yeah. And Derek, your favorite moment as a rugby player? I think scoring a hat trick at Twickenham uh, in the sevens. Know, in sevens, yeah, yeah. World yeah. Club sevens. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when I ended up playing over at Blackheath, one of the guys that was playing with um, with one of the sides ended up seeing me, and, and he was like, "Oh, you're you're the guy that scored the trick at Twick." And so I was like, "That's the first oh, time." Oh, that's I've awesome. Ever, I've never heard it. I've never heard it said that way before. But you know, that was a great moment, just being able to go out there and. Um, Actually, like the home of rugby almost, it seemed like. And you guys won the plate. Yeah, we won the plate. Yep, yep. So, so hat-tricks at Twickenham are great things, provided you're not wearing a white jersey. Yeah. Well, I think we can all concur on that one, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think we were, yeah. I think we were actually yeah, we're good on that. Too. Yeah. Good on that, <laughs> on that note, on that esteemed, uh, on that astute observation by my esteemed colleague, Stephen Lewis, uh, on behalf of Mr. John Quill, Mr. Steve Lewis, and Mr. Derek Lipscomb, I'm Matt McCarthy for Rugby Wrap-Up at the Fantasy Sports Network, Studio 34 in New York City, signing off. Go Rooney! <laughs>